everyone. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Unladylike Podcast. I'm Shawnee. And I'm Christina. We're so happy that you're here and you decided to join us today. This week, our woman of the week is Mary Jackson, a mathematician and engineer. Um, she was born in 1921 and she passed away in 2005, but she had a huge impact at NASA. She was um, a human computer there, which is a really cool concept um, that I saw pictures of, but I'm still a little confused about. So basically, they would put stuff like an algorithm and like do the research for you. So like be the computer. Like they, it was like a time before computers and calculators. So right. literal, they had literal people working there that had to just do the whole entire equation for whatever it was. Imagine you're, they're like, what's your job? And you're like, oh, I'm a computer. I'm a computer. <laughs> yeah. Well, she was that. And then she became the first black w- woman engineer at NASA at its founding in 1958. Mm-hmm. After 34 years of doing that, though, she asked for a demotion so that she could serve as an equal opportunity specialist with NASA. Um, it also said that she was a pioneer for racial and gender equality at NASA as well. That's awesome. And the quote that we found of her is, every time we have a chance to get ahead, they move the finish line every time. So I think that that relates really well to her passion and wanting yeah. to make racial equality in her company. Yeah, I need to watch that movie. It's a Hidden good movie. Figures. I've seen it. But they have a book. And um, I was just talking to Christina about how Nick did this conference. And one of the the people uh, who worked on the Apollo mission and stuff was on his conference. And I got to see her talk. So that was really cool. That's so cool. Yeah, and this relates... Um, To our topic today, which we're so excited to dive into. So we watched The Social Dilemma. (laughs) Yeah, The Social Dilemma. Okay, I called it The Social Impact a few episodes ago. I'm sorry if you guys were trying to look up The Social Impact. (laughs) They're like, what's this? The Social Dilemma. (laughs) Yeah, they don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's called The Social Dilemma. So you Um, guys have probably watched it too. I feel like everyone, it's like taken a storm on social media, which is funny. Yeah. Ironic. But basically... Uh, Netflix put out this new documentary and it's called The Social Dilemma and it's supposed to be basically like a wake-up call for everybody telling them be aware of what's happening with social media Mm -hmm. in your life today and so we watched it um, because we saw like some of our friends literally I've seen some of my friends literally deleting their social media like posting saying like they're not going to be on it anymore after watching this so we wanted to see what it was really all about yeah I haven't seen a lot of people post about it. Shawnee was the one that told me about it. Um, ow, that hurt. Did you guys hear <laughs> yeah. that? Okay, sorry, I'm done. Um, I saw one friend post about it, and he was like, are you going to make change, or are you going to keep like playing their mind game? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this about? And I have a lot of thoughts. So, so we're going to really hash excited. it out. Yeah. We're going to hash them out. So basically... Um, the social dilemma has people on it who previously worked for Facebook, Google, uh, Twitter, mm-hmm. I think. They have people who are just, I mean, obviously the big parts of social media today, these people had worked in developing it in the early stages and basically felt that what was being done wasn't morally correct and they didn't know how to fix it, so they left it and... 
Okay. Basically, the guy who made Social Dilemma, <laughs> he compiled all these people together for his documentary, which um, is the purpose of a documentary to share somebody's right. perspective. But it's definitely my first thought, like watching it, was that it's kind of like not saying that they're not wrong. I mean, that they're right or wrong. But when I watched it, it was kind of like one of those headlines that kind of like grab your attention because initially it started out that way you know what I'm saying did you get Mm -hmm. that feeling too yeah I definitely okay so on TikTok I saw this girl she made a TikTok that said that this documentary the social dilemma took her TikTok where she was talking about um a conspiracy theory around the coronavirus Mm -hmm. and her TikTok says like they put her TikTok in the documentary right Yeah, and she says, so these are some conspiracy theories that people think about the coronavirus, Mm -hmm. and then she says each one. So they took her TikTok, took out the part that she was talking about conspiracy theories, Mm -hmm. and just put the conspiracy theories with her TikTok name into the documentary. That hurts, And she was like, I don't believe that. (laughs) Like, why would you chop up what I'm saying? Like, that's not what I said. Like, you're literally manipulating Yeah, because... And that's the whole point Mm -hmm. of this documentary, is that they're manipulating you. So already it's it lost credibility for me. Yeah, I would say for um, sure. Because the thing is, is they're talking about how social media is essentially manipulating us, right? And is tracking and us. And then they did it. Yeah, and then they do the it to, to people. Like, that's so messed up. I would be, like, crushed if I was just talking about a conspiracy theory. Just talking. Yeah. And then they acted like, and now all of a sudden I'm, like, the face of the conspiracy theory. This. Yeah. Yeah. It, the TikTok blew up and they took her name out of oh it, gosh. but it's closer to the end of it. But so already it kind of lost credibility for me. And somebody, as somebody who works in social media, yeah, I literally wouldn't have a job if social media didn't exist. Like I wouldn't have a exactly. job right now. And I think, I mean, that's how we kind of have to, I don't know. It's, it's hard because the thing is, is I don't feel like the stuff they were talking about I think it could be shocking for somebody who hasn't heard anything about Mm -hmm. this at all and is just, like, kind of blindly going about on social media. But I feel like because we grew up, our our age specifically grew up in the time where social media became huge, you know? Like, we had MySpace and then we had Facebook, like, right when it all Mm -hmm. started. Like, we know so much the... Everyone was always saying, like, be careful what you put out on social media. Like... right from a young age everyone always said that our colleges always said that and Mm -hmm. our work does and even like and then when it started switching where like Facebook would have ads and then all of a sudden like yeah everyone was kind of connecting to Google and doing targeted ads I think was the first step that I had noticed growing up was like whatever Mm -hmm. you would Google it would like show up on your Facebook right yeah and then now Facebook owns uh, Instagram, so it does a similar thing. And then now in the recent years, we've all noticed that if you talk around your phone, <laughs> yeah, your phone will pick it up. Like, I forget what we were yeah. doing. Oh, me and Christina were doing, a, we were singing the London Bridge song by Fergie yeah. in the car, and it was on our road trip or something. And we were singing it a couple times, and then both of us got yeah, ads about visiting the London Bridge. <laughs> yeah so it is like that aspect of it is kind of like a lot to take in because it's just like yes they're connected everything's all connected they're they know who what you're interested in yeah 
but and at this point we all know that it's we we know the extreme that it's at so it's not surprising yeah so i think they were trying to just show you the negative effects which granted there are negative effects which we'll dive into but i already didn't like the taste in my mouth Mm -hmm. as i started watching it yeah i felt the same and i don't like the the part about the documentary where they were having the actors like the little family actors act out that made no sense i didn't like sorry if you haven't watched it there's a scene where the family is sitting around the table and the mom is like put your phones in this basket Mm -hmm. or it's like it looks like a fish tank (laughs) and the little girl after like a minute she smashes it open to get to her phone yeah it was very dramatic like it was so like nobody does that. No, and if they do, like okay, yeah, you're you need help. Yeah, but like nobody. I've does never that. heard of so, somebody acting that way, and I felt like it was such a it was like a thing to use to scare older people into being like, look at mm-hmm. what social media is doing yeah. to the young generation. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then the kid, the guy, the mom was like, "Oh, I'll pay for your screen to get fixed if you don't use your phone for a day." Mm-hmm. And he, they made it so dramatic. Like, I feel like we could go without our phones for a day, but it's just so convenient. Like, yeah. am I not supposed to talk to any of my friends? Especially now during Rona. Yeah. Like, am I not supposed to talk to anybody all day? Right. Like, and I feel like it's I not as, I don't know. I mean, I think that they pull that kind of information out from when, like, how kids uh, from, like, a young age now have cell phones and mm-hmm. throughout school days, like, I've seen it as a teacher, like, kids as young as uh, fifth grade have, like, full-on smartphones. And, like, throughout class, they'll try to pull it out and chat each other mm-hmm. and stuff. The thing is, is it's not really any different than w- when we're kids and we're passing notes. Or w- even when, like, yeah. our grandparents were kids and passing notes and talking yeah. to each other. It's just a different tool. It's, like, a different form yeah. that it's occurring. And it's shocking because you're like, I can't believe they have a smartphone. But I had a flip phone (laughs) when I was little. So it's the same thing. It's whatever that technology Mm -hmm. is at the time. Yeah. When they were talking about addiction and how we're on our phones all day, I really wonder. So I was telling Shawnee, I mean, my grandpa's obviously retired Mm -hmm. and my grandpa's a boomer. But my grandpa watches TV all day. Mm -hmm. Like, why is that any different than me being on my phone all day? Like, yeah. Like, a, not saying that he's, like, addicted. I mean, but it's similar. he doesn't have much <laughs> yeah. anything else to do. But, yeah, like, it's so similar. Like, I've seen pictures of people on buses, and everybody has a newspaper right. in front of their face. And that wasn't, back in the day. And that wasn't, like, shocking. Because the thing is, is it's, like, because it's news, they're acting like it's very, like, um, intelligent of them, academic of them to be reading yeah. newspaper. The thing is, is it's, like, Back then, like, reading a newspaper would just be, like, skimming a, you know, it's like how we read on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's not really hitting on the on the real thing. You have to, like, do research to look into it. It's just, like, yeah. here's your daily news. Here's the weather. Like, mm-hmm. they always are comparing that as if that's, like, a classic book that somebody's reading. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, like, I don't know. I'm, I, like, when I'm on my phone, I'm not technically, like, doing anything academic. But I am, like, connecting to people through Slack for my group. I'm checking my emails yeah. and, you know, I'm tr- I'm doing work. And I think that 
because of those things like I do have to be on my phone and I would be on my phone if I was like on the bus because like what else am I gonna I'm, am I just gonna like look out the window the whole time you know what yeah. I mean like so obviously I I'd be like checking my emails talking to people like to use my time wisely in the day yeah but also because of that I always make sure to put away my phone like I feel like it's a balance yeah I feel like you aren't on your phone yeah as much as the next person like Shawnee she'll like take time to respond to people or yesterday (laughs) I was I called Shawnee like when I was driving to work, when I was on my lunch and when I was off work. And then she texted me later that night. She was like, I'm so sorry, but I lost my phone and it was in my basement all day. (laughs) (laughs) Like Shawnee isn't somebody who's on her phone consistently. I have friends who like will go out to eat. Mm -hmm. I went out to eat with one of my friend's families once. And every single one of them was sitting on their phone. And I was just sitting there like, like this is so awkward. Like I wasn't on my phone. But all of them were on their phones. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of weird for me because typically my family doesn't do that. Right. But I think that addiction was a huge point that they were trying to make on the, in this mm-hmm. um, series, too. There was a guy that was talking about he was one of the original creators for Gmail. Uh-huh. And he was talking about how he was addicted to his email. Yeah. And I was like, how? <laughs> yeah. I guess it was like, before... How- texting too much was a thing yeah maybe that would make sense but but yeah I feel like addiction is important to recognize yeah and he was well so that was a good point and I don't I'm not saying that the people that they had on were lying or were being crazy because the thing is is they were so involved in these things and they know how it all breaks down and stuff and I think that everyone's known for a while that this is like you know addiction's a real thing and they kind of trigger your dopamine to go off and like just like how on Facebook how or on Twitter you like like something and the phone like vibrates a little and it like does little like ding type of thing and it's supposed Uh to like make your brain go yay (laughs) I mean like yeah so um that's the same with email like when if you have your volume on, like, I think, I don't even know if it does it anymore because I'm not, like, sitting on my email, but I know the yeah, old like ones used to be, like, boom, boom, like, if you got an yeah. email. And so he was talking about how he was, like, literally addicted and he wanted to try to make it less addicting um, mm-hmm. because he felt like it wasn't beneficial to people's psychology. But the thing is, is, yes, that's true. Like, he's right. You know what I mean? But at, uh-huh. morally. Morally, yeah. And psychologically, yeah. But looking at it from a business standpoint. What, Literally. What? Yes. <laughs> what business, when you have mm-hmm. all these other email competitors, especially at the time Gmail occurred, like, they already had AOL, which Gmail basically completely took over, and Hotmail and all of these established ones, Yahoo, why are you going to try to make yours less addicting? Because you're trying to get more people to use Gmail than any other thing. And that's just like the way to... Totally. They think of it. Um, I wrote that down too. Like why would a business want people to not be on their site? Yeah. Like that's what they want. Like they're there to make money. Um, So... Then I started thinking about, like, social media for that aspect. Like, they obviously want people on their pages. And, Mm -hmm. like, I think about the TikTok algorithm. The algorithm is so intuitive. Like, it is so smart. It knows Mm -hmm. what songs I like. It knows what videos I like. Like, it is phenomenal. 
And that's what every social media company wants. Like they want, and that's what I want to be yeah. on. Like, do you remember Periscope? Right, exactly. That was a social media platform. Yeah. I think I got it and used it one time because first of all, I couldn't figure it out. I know. I didn't even use it. It was not appealing. It. Like, yeah. Obviously I downloaded it because I wanted to try it and I wanted to be on it. Yeah. And I understand like, it's not right. good to waste your days away, like sitting on TikTok, but I don't want yeah. a social media like Periscope to decide that for me. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't, I would rather be spending my time on something that I like and I enjoy like TikTok than mm-hmm. trying to figure out another social media. So I think I get it for like the business perspective. Yeah. Um, and then they also started talking about like, I quote, I quoted, they're manipulating us, how like companies are manipulating mm-hmm. you. And it said that we were lab rats in a prison experiment. And I'm like, yeah, and they said something about how it's like, if it's free, what did they say? What was that quote? It was like, if it's free, it's not really free, basically. Because you're spending your time. Do you remember that one? Yeah, because you're spending yeah. your time. Like, you're paying for mm-hmm. it in your time. and. But that's and my giving choice, your information. Too. Like, I, yeah. like, I go on to, like, I don't want to spend my whole day, like, I literally spend my whole day on a computer, like, reading, researching, like, yeah. writing, literally writing social media captions. I don't want to go home yeah. and, like, I don't know. This sounds so bad. I don't want to go home and, like, read my books for, like, hours. Like, I want my yeah. mind to just rest <laughs> because I'm tired, you know? Like, why is it so bad that yeah. I want to do something like TikTok where it knows me? Like, it knows what I like. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I, I think that that's fine because the thing is, is it's, like, more than ever, our current world is, like, so high demanding in our job. And so, like we have to find things that are relaxing mm-hmm. for us. And of course it's healthy to, I think the most healthy thing would be like, oh, I'm going to go outside and I'm going to do this hobby and all this stuff. But the thing is, is it's also like, then you have this other time where you're just maybe relaxing in bed. And like Christina mentioned, like previous generations may have just watched TV for a little mm-hmm. bit before bed. Um, but now we just like, I mean, when's the last time we turned on a, Honestly, a TV, yeah. like a cable channel and watched like a live program? I only do that when I'm and with my grandpa. I think that, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I only do that when I'm with my parents. Like, and it's fine. And, but that's what it is too. Like nobody blinks an eye on the fact that, uh, TV commercials or movie ads, like, are advertisements. But obviously, like, if the next generation isn't watching TV and is using a smartphone, other companies still need to target their yeah. advertisements somehow. And it's obviously going to be through this format because we don't even pick up mag- – I don't pick up magazines yeah, anymore. True. You know, so how would they target ads towards us? And they can't just keep focusing on, like, the older people, so – Okay, so I wa- I was reading this article and they were talking about how um, because of this documentary, so many people are focused on the idea of surveillance capitalism, which is like kind of like a buzzword that's said a lot in this documentary. And most people are focused on the idea of uh, being surveyed, right? Like you're basically being watched and it's kind of supposed to be there to freak you out. That They were saying like, the actuality of it more than they're trying to watch you like it's not like big brother yeah. is trying to watch you and be like this person likes animal mm-hmm. pictures yeah. you know what i mean like 
the point of it is because it is the second part of the word capitalism. Like, it's a continuation of capitalism that's already, like, placed in our society for decades and will be placed for decades. It's the reality, whether you like it or not, and these people are targeting, surveying you for the purposes of continuing on Mm -hmm. businesses and seeing what you like, what you don't like, you know, like, which trends are growing, and that's the whole point of it. That's literally the only reason why they're watching you, and like Christina was saying, like, they're not trying to trick you you know what I mean like if anything they're just watching you and giving you more of what what they think you like yeah and it really is based around capitalism who's Mm -hmm. buying what who is going to be our biggest target group and that's it that's a really good point because I was going to say I feel like people say encounter because we were comparing tv to phones right the counter argument would be that well they have all your information and so that's a really good point Mm -hmm. but whenever when I worked at the phone store People would come in and be like, this person's watching me. They want my information. Like, that would happen quite frequently. And Really? Yeah. Like, people think that, like, one lady came in and she was like, the girl that lives next door to me has an Apple Watch and I know that she's listening to me and she's in in my house. And I'm like, what? Like, that was a little extreme, but. Yeah. They always say that the, like, oh, they have her information. They have her information. What are you doing that's so bad that yeah. you don't want them to have it. Yeah, like, exactly. Why? I mean, the mo- the common person is not working for a secret yeah. service, the government, like a spy Honestly, agency. Like, are you like I think, like a bomb. Like, like why do you care so much that like TikTok knows? Oh, she likes this video. Like they're yeah. catering your experience to you. Right. Exactly. And it's like, what's going to be done with that information? Like, there's so many people in this world, and I am sitting on Instagram looking at travel yeah. pictures. I think that there's more important yeah, like you're things not, going on. There's so many bad people that are doing <laughs> horrible things. Yeah. Like, if they really were watching us, like, that wouldn't happen. Like, if they were really yeah. listening, they would know before, like, something really bad happens. Right. And I think that there's a difference in that, too. It's like... I. The way that America, at least, is set up, and I think most countries, is like, yes, you have a smartphone, you use your smartphone, like, they like to say they're tracking you, Mm -hmm. but really, that's, like, for your benefit, because it's, like, if I lose my phone, which I do, I'm able to be, like, hey, I left it in this restaurant, (laughs) or something, or, like, find a friend, which it has helped different Mm -hmm. people, and, but I know in China, um, like, they have this, like, software setup where the cameras on like the security cameras on their street are basically able to find somebody within like an hour. So say that you, you know, robbed a bank, they are able to perfectly track where you would be with their security cameras and find you. So, I mean, but again, that's kind of like to help with crime with theft yeah. and issues and crime. Yeah. That's still but scary, I can but... see why people would be more. Uh, yeah. I could see why they would be more afraid of that because like if something bad happened with your government they would be able to find everyone you know but I don't think that we're at that point Mm -hmm. yet and that's more uh, you know I don't think that it's because of social media yeah I think it we have the technology to do it and our country still hasn't decided to do it so I don't think yeah we're being watched to the extent people think we are and like you said it's mainly just businesses like I we're starting yeah at my new job like I'm starting to learn more about Facebook ads and creating them Um, and Mm -hmm. 
it's crazy. Like it's literally just tailoring the experience so that we know who to target. Like it's not. Yeah. Like they want to know how old you are so that if you fit their demographic of like companies and like, Mm -hmm. why wouldn't I want to see ads? I saw an ad a few years ago for this really cool camera strap. And I literally, I was like, Mm -hmm. Sherman would love this. It was an ad and I bought it and he still uses it to this day. Like it was, it was really cool products. Like, yeah, it gets annoying. Like I looked up that function of beauty shampoo and conditioner and I've been getting ads for Mm -hmm. it. Like me too. (laughs) Christina sent me the shampoo. Like she texted me the link and I didn't even look it up. I just like looked at the link and it's been coming up on my Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, (laughs) like literally everywhere. Yeah, that's annoying, but it's just Facebook pixel. Yeah. And would you rather, honestly, would you rather us have it have to pay like $25 $25 a month to use Honestly, Facebook or Instagram. The net neutrality. Like, no, I'd rather have to deal with an mm-hmm. ad. I'm like, yeah, it's frustrating, but they're manipulating us. Like, well, you need to yeah. have self-control. Like, no one can control your thoughts and your actions. And yeah. I don't know, maybe right. because and we're not addicted, I, we didn't feel this um, documentary, like, yeah. to the extent that others did. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's just, like, good to know like, I, I don't think – I'm not judging anybody who watched this and deleted their social media yeah. because the thing is, is I understand, like, it's just – you know, for me personally, like, social media is kind of like, oh, I could have mm-hmm. it or not type of thing. Like, I don't take it so personally, but – and then for Christina, she works for social yeah. media – but I think that there's always ways – you can either go to the full extent of deleting it, and that's fine, I think, um, because you know yourself mm-hmm. the best – but then you can also like kind of find that balance where, you know, maybe yeah, like for Christina, even if you're working it, like maybe because she's on social media on all day at work, she's not going to come home and be on the same type of social media yeah. or be doing the same thing. You know, it could be finding that balance like that. Yeah, because I think that like mental health was a huge thing in this too, and personally that's not something that I struggle with but I'm sure that it like spoke to somebody else you know like people who are always like comparing themselves to the influencers that they see that are traveling like I'm sure that that's right well and that's always happened yeah but I guess it can kind of you know exacerbate the experience because you think these people are just normal people like they're not even like models how in magazines we would see models um, so maybe it, it makes it worse in that way for like a younger person. But I, I do appreciate like certain things, like one of my favorite things on TikTok that I've recently found is like, um, influencers in the wild. Oh, and yeah. I just like, like watching it because in influencers, pictures or mm-hmm. videos or TikTok videos, like they always show like beautiful vacations mm-hmm. and they're filming it. And it's just like, wow, they look so fun. Even if it's like yeah. planned, you, you just think like they look so fun and glamorous, but the influencers in the wild will always show like what it looks like to somebody in the same yeah. area as them. And it's just kind of, like, funny. It's, like, it breaks it down to where it's, like, these people on here aren't perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, they're just people, and they're just doing something that's fun for them. But, you know, it kind of makes it less Mm -hmm. serious, I think. That's true. And there are so many resources now, like, on social media for you to get the mental help that Mm -hmm. you need. That's true. And I think that was nice for them to do that. Like, the screen time thing that Apple has. like. 
it kind of alerts you. And I know this one influencer that I follow on uh, Instagram, it's uh, Becca Martina. She used to be on The Mm -hmm. Bachelor a few years ago. But she was talking about this and she was saying that like, obviously for her, she gets her money through social media because she's an influencer. But she wants to figure out how to be on Instagram less because she is a mom and she wants to like balance Mm -hmm. her time and like have hobbies and stuff. So she was saying that she made a goal for herself. And like, I guess that you can do this on your phone somewhere. I don't know if it's on like settings or on Instagram, but she like put this setting on there that it only lets her be on her Instagram app for an hour and 30 minutes a day. And like after, um, she's reached that time, it like makes you put in a Mm passcode. And so she made her husband, uh, make a passcode uh-huh. that she doesn't know oh, yeah. so that she it kind of like keeps her accountable into being like you don't just like oh I want 15 mm-hmm. more minutes and put in the passcode you have to like go to him and be like this yeah hey, I'm done can you put in the passcode yeah that's so cool. I think that's nice and then they also talked um, about like how fake news spreads six times faster than real news oh, yeah. and why right when they said that I, mean, I was like tr- but you posted a fake tiktok like in your movie I know like yeah (laughs) I I think that fake news is such like a big I hate saying it because Donald Trump says it and I don't mean it in the way that he says it I mean it in the way that Fox Fox News spreads fake news you know what I mean (laughs) but it does and I think that you really have to I and I know as like in teaching we have to show the kids so much now because they have so much access to online and devices um how to differentiate between like what's real and what's not real and I know for us growing up like they would always tell us like just don't trust Wikipedia because that was like really the the big thing but now it's like you have Twitter Mm -hmm. you have Facebook you have even real websites that are posting things that seem real and they're not um I mean you have the president of the United States saying lies so our culture is just like all mixed up with fake news and I think the best way you can go about it is like see something but take the time to like look into it and go to a source that's trusted exactly I think I saw one of my friends who's a trumpet um (laughs) was watching a YouTube video about like why Donald Trump is right like a YouTube video yeah like that's not researching like that's not gonna give you anybody can post I can post something on YouTube right now that's completely false like yeah exactly that's not researching and Mm -hmm. especially Fox News yeah especially that's not researching (laughs) no because and like I know Republicans like to say like and CNN and stuff but at least like they're not so biased to Mm -hmm. one side to be spouting out lies like maybe their truth is leaning in favor of somebody else but um they're literally I mean Fox News is fact checkers like they make fun of it on um SNL all the time because like they show the fact fact checkers that's hard to say um at the end and it's like the rolling credits continue on because they're just like spouting off lies the whole time honestly but yeah I don't know yeah YouTube is like that kind of stuff even though I do see stuff on Twitter and on Instagram that is helpful um Mm -hmm. still look it up because like it's for fun you know what I mean somebody could make it and it and it spreads but it could be a joke yeah it could be a joke I I actually saw one of my friends was I don't know if they I can't remember if they talked about this in the documentary but one of my friends on um social media was posting how this account 
was like making fake news basically and was sharing it and a lot of people it was supposed to be a joke like it was supposed to be like this is how fake news spreads but then people were taking it seriously Mm -hmm. like people viewing it and then the the guy was like no it was a joke like I was just showing like it was satire there was one about like a voicemail that this guy got and it was like alpha delta no and share that one like well first okay I don't really remember it all but he saw somebody standing outside of his house like staring Mm -hmm. into his house and he posted a picture and he was like what the heck and then the next day he got um this voicemail and it was like alpha delta and it spelt out the coordinates of where that um plane that got lost that malaysian airlines plane like the coordinates of where they think it crashed and it was all fake and yeah. he was like, no, I just, I wanted to show you that, like, fake stuff is How fake spread. it can spread, yeah. I know, and I think that's why we have to be, I don't know, in a time where there's so much, like, confusion, like, it's, I don't know. Even though I find that stuff, like, fun. I remember when that happened. Like, I think we talked yeah. about it. Like, we were still I was in like, college. Whoa. It's, like, fun, but it's, like, you can't, I don't know. When it's stuff that's really important, like, when it's stuff that it's, like, politics and news real news like you can't believe other people you know what I mean like I don't know but it's hard but what what are like some ways do you think like do you think that this changed your mind at all about social media in any way from how you felt before or was it like information that you kind of already knew I feel like it was information that I already knew, and honestly, I'm not going to tell people to delete social media, because like I said, I literally wouldn't have a job, Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think that it was good to know about, like, addiction, and mm-hmm. that some people struggle with that, and that it was a good reminder that... social media like we need to have boundaries and we Mm -hmm. need to set like limits and we can't be comparing ourselves to other people and like it was a good reminder but no it didn't change my mind yeah like I and maybe it's just because of that TikTok that I saw that I was like I don't even want this to be true I know I just I think it's kind of I mean it's good for those people that say oh, I'm not going to, I'm just going to delete it all. Like, I'm mad at them. Like, that's really great for them. Like, Mm -hmm. I know that some people, like, it's just not their vibe. Like, it's not good for their mental health. But I just think that it's kind of crazy that people let, like, one documentary, like, change their whole perspective on something. I mean, some people really are are addicted. And, like, it's really good for them to see that in themselves. But Mm -hmm. I wouldn't let this single documentary be like oh I'm gonna delete it all let me go quit my job like I I saw this um it's her name's Maria Farrell and she wrote like an essay talking about like the same type of situation where like past she calls it like tech bros or whatever like past tech bros like all of a sudden experience some sort of like religious awakening kind Mm -hmm. of and she here let me find the quote that she said she said um Suddenly, they see their former employers as toxic and reinvent themselves as experts on taming the tech giants. They were lost and now they're found. And then this other article, like, kind of talks about how, like, 
that kind of relates to like the prodigal son, right, in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But um, Pharaoh continues to say like, these I lost, I was, these I was lost, but now I'm found. Please come to my TED Talk accounts. Typically miss most of the actual journey, yet claim the moral authority of one who's been there but came back. So it's kind of like talking about how these people that are on this documentary, not to say that their experiences aren't real and that they didn't feel Mm -hmm. a need for change, but it's kind of funny that they were the ones, like these were big people, like to create gmail and to create the facebook like button was one of them like yeah but then they're going around saying like oops i i did it but i was wrong and then now they're like getting all of this like attention and money through this documentary and through ted talks and through books that they're writing against social media it's like i don't know it's like you created that's weird and then now you're trying to continue on your career by putting down what you create yeah that's interesting. interesting like how all of a sudden like oh that was very toxic yeah <laughs> like really because the whole world is doing it right like, I and think it's that like it's toxic to an extent like yeah like I love social media like mm-hmm. I love going on seeing what my friends are doing I love sharing what I'm doing with the world yeah I love connecting with my friends that don't live near me mm-hmm. I know that's a huge thing too especially like for me when I like I've never been one to be so into social media but moving around like when I left California um, I was still able to connect to all of my friends from literally elementary school all throughout yeah. college and all throughout all the different colleges mm-hmm. I've been to and I still feel that all of these people are like my real friends you know what I mean yeah. like I don't feel like I'm never gonna see these people in person and be like oh my god it's been so long like mm-hmm. you know like I don't even feel like I know you anymore like I do feel yeah. like I know them and I feel like they know me and we are able to connect yeah, yeah my cousin Tyler from mm-hmm. Michigan I found his he used to send me like cards in the mail when I was little but we yeah. never really like we I think we met once or twice but uh-huh. he would just send me cards in the mail like for my birthday or whatever yeah And I found his Instagram and I saw that he was a huge Bernie supporter. And I was like, wow, like he is really into like um, supporting climate change. And I was like, wow. And so I messaged him like I I don't have his phone number. Yeah. I don't have his address. Like we never would have like spoken and like gone to encourage each other. And I was like, hi, like, do you remember me? And like we started talking like, yeah, it's it connects so many people. Like, why wouldn't we want that? Like, why wouldn't? Which that's cool if you don't, like, not saying, like, if you don't have social media, but it's just nice to have that connection. Like, I'm not... It is, yeah. I think that uh, there may be some bad sides, but it really... I mean, the common theme throughout your whole life for whatever you do is balance. Like, anything good that you do it too much is going to be bad. And I think Mm -hmm. that social media is no different. And they talked a lot about... So they said that suicide has increased 70% in the last decade. And they said, and that pattern points to social media. Mm. And, like, I agree. Yes, Mm -hmm. that's contributed. But there are also other... Right. Correlation isn't causation. Like, it's not just social media that's causing this issue. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is a huge issue. I don't know if this is a huge issue 
as it was initially, but with cyberbullying. Remember, like, when yeah, we were growing up, they always talked about cyberbullying. movie with cyber... Emily Osment. Yeah. <laughs> so I know that that's a big issue because it's, like, outside of school. Uh, there's not really that can be done if the other students are bullying your kid mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But on top of it, it's, like, there's other issues in the world that I mean like we've gone through how many recessions growing up there's Honestly. been you know like, they always say millennials can't buy houses you know and yeah, now we're having literally. a pandemic like we literally like, there's are other reasons for things literally like you said the economy um yeah. I don't want to trigger warning if you're like a survivor but of school shootings like that's yeah. huge like people are getting killed left and right like right why I don't know like you said correlation isn't causation so yes I agree like it has contributed Mm -hmm. but to put all of that blame on just social media which essentially is just mental health right like it is is yeah like you why don't we have the resources for mental health yeah more mental health like if there's showing that there's higher suicide rates like there's a higher need and this need needs to be met by our society mm -hmm. that we live in yeah, or we need to be nicer. Like, yeah, I don't know. Definitely. But anyways, it was really fun to to watch it and like analyze it and yeah. share my and very like, strong opinions. Honestly, because I was like, dang, like let me find all the reasons why I don't like this. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was good. It was insightful. I yeah. recommend everybody watch it so that they can have their own. Yeah, build your own opinions. And- it was interesting, and it was, like, well put together, and I think it was cool mm-hmm. that they got such big people in these companies to actually talk, because, yeah, like, I'm sure it would be... Yeah, You could be, like, blacklisted. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, these people were brave for doing that, but, yeah. you know. I love that. I love that for them. I'm I just love kidding. that for them. <laughs> well, but we anyways. want to know what you guys thought, so please let us know by following us on Instagram. Yeah, at please engage in our social media. Um, yeah, please um, <laughs> go on and share it with your friends so that they can become addicted to our podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Um, if you need mental health resources, we'll try to link some in yeah. the um, podcast description, description below. Um Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thank you, guys. It's been fun. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.